You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Are you glad to be in church this morning? The psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It seems as if winter is going. You guys should be interesting. Don't be boring. I say winter is going. <laughs> Are you celebrating? <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful. We thank God for, for winter, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> While it lasted. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, I want to call Shay to come and share testimony. You. Yes. Praise the Lord. Um, I really thank God for his faithfulness. Um, during the worship, I just heard God reintroducing himself to me as the keeper of Israel doesn't sleep and it doesn't slumber um so when i had to come back um from the uk um i was to come with my baby apparently was 16 months old and the plan was to leave the two girls with my husband but for some reasons they refused at the airport so i had to find my way i was devastated for the first two weeks but somehow i had to like wait on god and there was a vision god showed me and in that vision I saw my baby like dropping from a height and I just saw a hand just grabbing him. And when I woke up, I'm like, okay, I think this is God just reassuring me that he's in control. That passed. Recently, um, you know, when I get to call the kids, they're like, mommy, when are you coming? You're taking for long. What? So I tried to calm them down and you know, they get to understand. But not too long, I had a call with them and, you know, when you're calling and asking questions from a place of worry, or you're doing, carrying out actions from a place of worry, you know. And I'm asking my first girl this, this, that, she's like, mommy, we are fine. You don't need to worry, we are fine. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yes, mommy, for the very first time. And she really doesn't know how far that went with me. Then, we're human, sometimes that worry comes again. Are they fine? Are they okay? Like three days ago, and of course, that place of, as the mother, there are some things you need to impact, some things you need to teach, and I'm like, God, please. And I make this call, my husband is showing me, okay, goes to the kitchen, he shows me um, the rack, all the, the sink is cleaned, plates cleaned on the rack, Takes, goes to the sitting room, clean, rearranged, the dining clean, and he said he just woke up and he saw this. And I'm like, what's happening? So he's saying he was also confused that because there's someone in a third in one of the third rooms, he was thinking it was the student. So I'm like, so he said he's been sleeping, and when he woke up, he just saw everywhere, and it was Nimi, my first daughter. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. 
Immediately that scripture just dropped in me, they shall be taught of the Lord. The dimension I have had about that scripture is, you know, they know the way of God. They, but it was just beyond me. And it was like a reassurance again. I'm like, God, you are sovereign. You are indeed telling me that you are in charge. There's been no home accidents. There, there's been no sickness. There's been no emergencies. And I'm like, God, this is just you. And I want to give God the praise. Lastly, I want to say, I really thank God for the power of God here. When I entered into this church, it was like I received the spiritual CPR. I don't know if you understand that. <laughs> you know, medicine, in medicine, there's something we call cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So one, one falls into cardiac arrest. There's no breathing. There's no circulation. You have to do some compressions. For me, it was like I got spiritual resuscitation here, and I want to give God all the glory. I really want to appreciate God for Pastor Ba, Pastor Eric. Every word that proceeds is like fire, is like, and I have been seeing God. I want to give God all the praise. He's sovereign. Praise the Lord. Amen. They shall be taught of the Lord. That is powerful. That is powerful. Those of you that have kids, trust God. Amen. Amen. When we dedicate children here, you need to understand what we're doing. We're placing them into the hands of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit teaches them. They are for signs and wonders. They are for signs and wonders. Expect them to be taught of the Lord. That's an amazing testimony. Thank you for sharing that. He doesn't only teach them about the ways of God, but he teaches them about life. Teaches them. Your children shall be wiser than their teachers. Yeah, receive them. They'll be wiser than their teachers. They will know more than their professors. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because the omniscient one is their teacher. So he will teach them things that are not in books. <laughs> Hallelujah. Expect that. Don't know someone say expect that. Amen. Let's expect that for our children. The Lord will teach them. They'll become warriors. As arrows are in the hands of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. They shall speak to the enemies at the gate. And they shall not be ashamed. Amen. So when God wants to fire an arrow, he looks for a child. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he uses. The battle is real. But God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Don't underestimate 
the dynamites. Yes. They come in little packages. <laughs> glory, glory. Yeah. So I'm just so blessed hearing that testimony. You know. Yeah. Somehow mothers have a way of, you know, worrying and all of that. <laughs> but, but, you know, God is helping them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's helping them, showing them that he's in charge. He's in control. Hmm? Even if they're here, right? You can't watch over them when they're in school. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, they go, they leave you. They go, they play, they do all kinds. They climb all kinds of things. <laughs> they jump, they run, they fall, they get up, they continue. But who watches over them? It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Okay, so don't overestimate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Hallelujah. He will watch over them when you are sleeping. He will watch over them when you are at work. He will watch over them even right before your eyes. He, he is better at it. Yeah, you do your part, but just understand that your part is still limited. You shouldn't be an irresponsible parent and now say, oh, the Lord is doing it. <laughs> no, that's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is that you need to trust God. Believe the Lord. Place them into his hands. Amen. In the fierceness of the battle, God doesn't look for the strongest. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. He has ordained strength. So he wants to show forth his strength. You think it's Samson is looking for? Can't you see how Samson disappointed? But babes don't disappoint. How many accounts in scripture have you seen where babes disappointed God? I don't know of any. <laughs> it's the strong ones. <laughs> yeah. So when you're strong... Let he that thinketh he stands. Take heed. Lest he falls. So even when you feel strong, be careful. Beware of your strength. When you feel powerful, be careful. Beware. Okay? Because your strength can become your greatest weakness. So in warfare, you need to know your strength. You need to know your weakness. And 
Be careful not to turn your strength into weakness. Okay? Yeah. Why? Because the enemy, the enemy looks for every opportunity. So, where you are strong, the enemy is going to try to boost your ego. Okay? He will try to blow your, your head, your, to be, inflate it. He will try to boost your ego. He will whisper things that will inflate you. He will try to emphasize your strength to you in ways that you don't even know that he is at work. You wouldn't know he's at work. So he starts, he starts to amplify your strength in your eyes. And he tells you, look into the mirror. Look at how strong you are. There's nobody like you. Look at what you did here. Look at what you did here. Look at what you are capable of. Look at what, look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Can you see this other person? They're down. This one is down. This other one is down, but you are standing. Look at yourself. Give yourself a pat. Come on. You're not doing badly. What is he trying to do? He's trying to convert your strength into weakness. He's trying to convert your strength into weakness. That's what he, that's what he does. Tell someone the battle is real. But God is faithful. Yeah, the battle is real. So when he starts telling you, when you are, you're just brushing your teeth, and he starts speaking to you, say, look at yourself. Come on. And he starts whispering some things, some good things to you that you like to hear. He knows what you like to hear. Because he has studied you. He has done extensive research on you. You see, he knows what nobody else is telling you that you really, really long to hear. So he will tell you at the right time. What's he trying to do? Let's go to James. So the battle is real. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. In James chapter 4. It says in verse 6. But he gives more grace. Who gives more grace? God, right? He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. But gives grace to who? To the humble. So you see, what he does is he... he, he 
identifies your strength. Okay, you're strong here. You've defeated me here. You've defeated me there. I tried here. You won. I tried here. I couldn't. I tried here. I couldn't. So, it changes tactics. Now, there's no confrontation. No. There's no confrontation. Now, it's a praise report. Hmm? Yeah, so he says, okay, you know, you're strong. There's nobody like you and your family. I mean, look at your achievement in such a short time. You've just been able to do this, do this, do this. You've broken record. You've done this. You've done that. And look at your potential. Look at, look at what you're going to become. <laughs> this person is jealous of you because of this. This one is saying this because of this. It's your strength. It's not your fault that you're strong. You know, just come on. <laughs> you know? It's not, it's not your fault that you're good. You're good at this thing. Come on. Yeah? And he says that to you. But you see, if you want to defeat him there, what you do is that the moment it starts happening, start giving glory to God. Don't absorb it. Don't take it in. Start giving glory to God immediately. Say, wow, the Lord is amazing. Look at, look, at, look at what he can do out of nothing. Look at, look at how he can make the weak so strong. You see, when you start talking, when you start responding like that, I'm, I mean, look at me. I used to be a blockhead. Look at now. I am so, I mean, God, how can you do? What a wonder you are. You turn it into a worship moment. Ah. He will say, boring. <laughs> yeah. But the mistake you will make is just to start absorbing it. Say, yeah. You know, where, we, where, where I come from, they say that when a lizard jumps off the wall, lands on the ground, he looks to his left, uh, he looks to his right, he looks to his left. Nobody praises him. He praises himself. <laughs> You've done well. <laughs> he praises himself. Says, "Yeah, I've done well." Okay, nobody. <laughs> yeah. So the point is this: He knows that God resists the proud. Now you are too strong for Him. The greater one in you has brought you to a place where he can't stop you. He can't defeat you. He has tried different strategies. They've not worked. So now he finds a way to bring you to a place where you become inflated. So that God now starts resisting you. You see, so he doesn't need to fight you. You, know, you, you. The enemy's war, the enemy fights with wisdom. Tell someone he fights with wisdom. Yeah. 
That's, that's the strategy he uses. How did he get the earth from Adam? He didn't pick up any weapon. No, he didn't. Wisdom. That's what he used. So that, he still uses that today. He uses wisdom. So he will study you and then find out what I can use. And then brings you to a place where pride comes up. And so he knows once pride comes up, grace is no longer available to you. You see, grace is no more available to you. Because you have become who you are by the grace of God. It was grace that worked in you and brought you to that place. You see, grace brought you to that place, but now he is undermining the grace and then inflating you. And you think it's pep talk. Ordinary pep talk. No, it's a battle strategy. It's a battle strategy. So if you are wise, you use that moment, you turn it into a moment of worship. You turn it to start giving glory to God. Hallelujah. It's a song we used to sing. While working on this earth, we are nothing in ourselves. Yet God has chosen to use us in his mighty hands. But the master plan required human instruments. But they must never glorify themselves. All the glory must be to the Lord. For he is worthy of all praise. No man on earth should give glory to himself. All the glory must be to the Lord. Amen. Amen. The master plan requires human instruments. That's why he's using us. It's part of the master plan. He takes the weakest and transforms them. He takes the foolish and makes them wise. Hallelujah. He takes the most disadvantaged, puts grace into them, and they become unfairly advantaged. <laughs> Somebody said grace ain't fair. Favor and fair. So when God's grace is at work, it's, it's not about being fair. It's pr his prerogative. He just chose to use you. He just chose to show up in your life. 
You see? So that's why you are skilled. Even the skill you have. <laughs> it's him at work. I was listening to a Bible teacher some years ago. And he prayed a prayer. He said to the Lord, 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 I want you to just show me how, how much I need you. And show me how you empower me to do things. Show me how without you I can do nothing. <laughs> God answered the prayer. <laughs> now, when God answered that prayer, the simplest thing he could not do, things he used to do before, he, 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 he'll just get up and he's confused. He doesn't even know, what, what am I supposed to do today? I'm, and he'll be cracking his brain, trying to remember, trying to, and he's trying to write something and he's struggling. He can't even write. And he's like, what is it? He forgot the prayer he prayed. He forgot the prayer he prayed. And he's a pastor. So he stands in front of the congregation. He's trying to preach. He can't make a sentence. And he is like, he's so embarrassed. He can't even believe the level of incompetence. And he's like, he's trying to figure out, but what's going on? What what went wrong? And then he goes to the keyboard because he used to play the keyboard. And he's trying to play. He can't even remember. He can't even remember a note. It's like, what is going on? What's wrong with me? So he couldn't even teach. He couldn't minister. He had to go and sit down. And he's cracking his brain. He's trying... He can't even think straight. He's trying to, he's like, but I was, um, I thought, but I've done this before. Why can't I do it again? Oh, but, and he's, he's struggling. Then he heard the voice of the Lord. He said, you want to know? Without me, you're nothing. <laughs> he couldn't even add numbers. He, 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 I mean, the simplest thing, the most basic thing he couldn't do. Then he realized, oh my goodness. God answered the prayer I prayed. Said, Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> then everything came back again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I am telling you, God is everything you are able to do. Even the most basic thing. It is him. Even to walk, it's him. 
breathe is him. To go on wee-wee is him. I'm telling you, it's him. Even to brush your hair, it's him. But these are things you do every day. To brush your teeth, it's, it's him. To wear your clothes, you, you dress yourself. It's him. Everything is him. But we take it for granted. Take it for granted. Go to the hospital. You know, I remember when my wife had a surgery. And she thought she could just walk. <laughs> after, after, after the procedure, she came out and all of that. And she's trying just to take a step. <laughs> you have to go through physio. I said, but this is just walking. Just, just move. Just, it's, it's so simple. Just do it. That's when you realize. That's when you realize the work of God in our lives that we take for granted. And then you start thinking you are the one. That's what entered Lucifer's head. No, it was perfect in beauty. Come on. This guy, I mean, the excellency of beauty was in him. When he walks, even his steps are musical. What are you talking about? No, nobody could worship like him. And he would, he would go into God's presence. And he knew how to woo God. He knew how to move his heart. He knew how to touch God in a, in a place where no other angel could. He, would, he, he was the one, one that could enter into the fiery presence of God. And walk in the midst of the coals of fire. The consuming fire and come out. No other angel could do it. But he thought he was the one. He thought he was the one. You're good at your job. Who made you good? Who do you think made you good? You Don't overestimate yourself. The battle is real. Battle is real. If you are good at that thing, just whatever it is you are good at, just give him glory. Somebody else struggles to learn it and you learn it in a few seconds. And you think it's you. You must be kidding. You really must be kidding. You think it's you. It's him. Yeah. That's why when it's time to worship him, you worship him properly. Because without him, you are nothing. You are totally bankrupt without him. 
You are totally useless without him. You have nothing. Everything you have is nothing without him. You see? So Lucifer missed the plot. He didn't realize that God invested all of that for his own pleasure. All right? The scripture says, you have made all things for your pleasure. Yeah. Everything is for his pleasure. He made them for his pleasure. So he gave you those abilities so that when you use them, he derives pleasure looking at himself in you. Look at himself in you. One of my friends, his son had some, some angelic encounters, and he was, he was talking, the Lord allowed him to talk to his angel, and he was talking to the angel, and the angel showed him, was telling him the different times that, that he protected him. You know, certain accidents in school, and this and that. So he was thanking the angel, he was saying, angel, thank you, thank you so much for, you know, Looking after me. The angel said, hey, hey, don't say that. It's him. That's a wise angel. He said, it's him that did it through me. It's him doing it through me. Hmm? You can sing. It's him singing through you. Do you think you can sing more than the Lord? No, you can't. He gave you the vocal cord. Don't you think he has a better one? Come on. Yeah, he, he has a better one. Hmm? Or is it an instrument you play? You don't you think he can play? <laughs> One prophet saw Jesus in heaven playing the saxophone. He was surprised. Hey, Jesus, you're playing saxophone. He's <laughs> like, Jesus, you're playing saxophone. Huh? Huh? Who taught you? <laughs> The maker of all things. Oh. We will worship the maker of all things. Almighty God. To you our voices ring. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah. The maker of all things. He made every instrument. Hallelujah. He made every gift. He made us all. We did not make ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. 
We did not make ourselves. We didn't make ourselves strong. We didn't make ourselves wise. We didn't make ourselves successful. We didn't make ourselves powerful. You're not a self-made man. You're not. It's a lie from the pit. That's Lucifer talking. You don't want God to resist you, right? You don't. You don't. The battle is real. We're fighting the good fight of faith, but I'm telling you, (laughs) yeah, part of his strategy is what I'm revealing to you. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll find yourself Criticizing people who are not as good as you. Not knowing that you have received grace and they have not. Yeah? But they have received grace in an area that you have not. But you don't even realize that the fact that you are grace in one area does not mean that everybody has to be grace in the area where you are graced. Because they are grace in areas that you are not graced. They are strong in an area, but you are weak in that area. And you are weak in an area that they are strong. So let's all celebrate each other. And let's make room for everyone. Let's make room for every gift to be, to be expressed. Hallelujah. And let's celebrate each one's strength. Because it is God that is working mightily in them. Yeah, Paul says, I am who I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. He's talking about his apostleship, God's apostleship, God's grace worketh mightily in me. Mightily in me. Hallelujah. Paul says, what have you that you did not receive? Is there anything you have that you did not receive? I dare you to point at one thing that you did not receive, that you have. And I'll show you how wrong you are. (laughs) Everything you have, you received. First of all, the life you have, you received. (laughs) So he says, why do you, why do you boast As though you didn't receive. So what the enemy does is that he blinds you. He finds a way to blind you to what grace has done for you. So that you see, I I work hard. Even the ability to work hard. Don't you know people who work harder than you and are not where you are? Hmm? Yeah. First Corinthians 4, 7. Look at that. For who makes you differ from another? What do you have that you did not receive? What a question. The battle is real. <laughs> but God is faithful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. The enemy wants to come with his strategy. But God is opening your eyes today. 
so you can spot him from a mile. As he comes, you say, hey, I can see you. Stop him immediately. What do you have that you don't receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? How can you boast? You receive some. I come, I walk up to you and I give you something. And then you step out and pretend as if I didn't give it to you. Is that not foolish? That's arrogance. That's pride to the highest order. But that's how the enemy gets us. But not again. Say never again. Hallelujah. Amen. God is faithful. I know the battle is real. He's fighting. He's trying to make me to be an enemy of God. He's trying to make God to resist me. But I've caught his strategy now. So when they say to you, you are the best of the best. One of the counsels I got many years ago from one of my mentors. says, Eric, when you finish ministering and people start praising you, he says, when you get home, fall down on your knees, go on your face and cry to God to be merciful to you. <laughs> that was the best advice I ever got. Yeah. He said, God, please, I don't want trouble. You and I know that it is not me. It is you. They don't know, but I know, and you know. So, God, please take your glory. It's not for me. It's not for me. It's yours. So he says, he said to me, they might not know it, but you must never forget it. It was one of the wisest counsels I got. Saved me many times. I remember years ago. You know, I, I don't even know. I didn't even know much in my in my twenties. Can you imagine my twenties? This guy, this this multimillionaire calls me and says to me, look, Eric, you know, um, we can see how God is using you. We want to sponsor your ministry. We want you to launch your ministry now. Forget about money. We're going to, we're going to fund everything. And they say, okay, and we're going to link you up with this ministry in Tulsa and this one here and this one here. These are all it's like, and you know, God had told me before that I was going to teach in Bible schools. I was going to do certain things. And he says, look, from what you are doing, you are going to set up a Bible school. We will fund it. We will build it for you. We will do this. We will do that. Huh? I went by saying, wow. What God says is happening very quickly. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's good to have mentors. I was to speak to my mentor. I told him, he said, he looked at me. He says, 
you're going to give birth to a premature vision and you will die. If you try that. Say, so, huh? Zia! You, sometimes you need somebody to be so direct so that you get the message. It's not coded. It's not, you know, it's, it's not gray. It's just straight, clear. Told me that. So I went back to the people. Rich guys. I said, sorry guys. I'm not going to take your offer. What? <laughs> I said, yeah, no. I'm not ready for that. So okay, we respect your decision. But you know, with what we're seeing, with what we're hearing, and all of that, we really want to. I said, no. And I'm so glad I didn't. Because I don't even know what I would have been teaching people. What would I have been doing? I would have wrecked many lives. Imagine somebody, 20, 28, I was probably 28. Yeah, 28. What I know now compared to what I knew then. <laughs> and even now, we're still preparing. Do you understand? We're about to start. Come on, tell someone we're about to start. The real work is about to begin. So, can you imagine if I did it that time and tried to enter into it? That's how Lucifer would have entered my heart and established a throne there. So, you need to know how the enemy fights. I'm just, I've just given you one strategy, there are many more. But this one is free of charge. <laughs> Hallelujah. As much as possible, continue to bring yourself down. Okay? Yeah. Because he couldn't. He couldn't. So when you do what he couldn't do, you become more powerful than him. Hallelujah. Yeah, you become more powerful than him. But sometimes some people come, they'll say things, things about me, and the Lord will say, hush. Don't reply. With time, I will reply. So what do I do? I just keep quiet. Hey, can't you can't you can't you defend yourself? Can't you? I say, sorry. Why? Is it because I don't know what to say? <laughs> I have many, many words to say. I can assure you. <laughs> I have a scripture for everything. <laughs> but when he says, hush, like a lamb led to the slaughter. So sometimes that's a warfare strategy. It's not everything you back at. It's not everything you roar at. It's not every time you will be a lion. Sometimes you need to be a lamb. But lambs get slaughtered. But it's a warfare strategy. It's a warfare strategy. 
The lion is not known for humility. In case you don't know. But the lamb is known for humility. So if your nature is (coughs) all the time, you need to know when to withdraw that. And then to be a lamb. And that's how you defeat the enemy. So God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And look at what it says in verse 7. It says, therefore, submit yourself to God. Hallelujah. Submit to God. You know, submission is a, is a, is a function of humility. Because if you have not humbled yourself before <laughs> verse 7, you'll find it hard to do verse 7. Okay? Submit to God. And then he says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's it. That's how you fight him. You fight him by going opposite You go down, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Submit to God. Submit to the word of God. Submit to the ways of God. Submit to the will of God. Submit to the mind of God. Submit to the character of God. Submit to the nature of God. And from that place of submission, resist the devil and you see how he will flee from you. So when Jesus submitted himself, like a lamb led to the slaughter, bah! prophesy! Who slapped you? You say you're a prophet. They blindfold him. They spat on him. Slapped him. If you're a prophet, who is it that hit you? Tell us. It was just quiet. Just going. Like a lamb led to the slaughter. He gets to Pilate. Pilate says, are you a prophet? Are you a king? Say so you say it. Hear you know all the things they are saying about you. Can't you say something? Don't you know I have power? <laughs> oh, there we go. You don't know where power comes from. Even the power Pilate had, he didn't know where it came from. It came from God. And so he went. That's how they took him. Nailed him to the cross. And as they were nailing him, they were so happy. Yeah, we got him. We got him. He was submitting to God. He was submitting to the will of the Father. He was submitting to the plan of the Father. I'm telling you. And then after that, after your obedience is complete... You know what? That's, is that what it says in, 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 in 1 Corinthians 10? After your obedience in 2 Corinthians 10, he says, after your obedience is complete, you are ready to punish every disobedience. 
But your obedience has to be complete first. So many people are trying to fight the enemy, but they are in disobedience. And that was like, you better, you better watch yourself. Because I'm not your mate. <laughs> you have not submitted to God and you are trying to resist me. Who are you? It's like, do you know how many, how many million years old I am? When were you born? Huh? Being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Powerful verse. Our time is gone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Help us not to fall prey in this day of battle. Let your people experience true victory in every area. Lord, I ask for wisdom, wisdom for battles, wisdom, oh Lord, to fight. The Bible says wisdom is, is better than weapons of war. The wisdom that will enable them to win without lifting up any finger without taking any sword let that wisdom be released in the name of Jesus the kind of wisdom that you demonstrated when you sent Jesus to the cross and he was able to disarm the enemy Bible says him through death defeated him that has the power of death power over death that is the enemy you used wisdom to defeat the enemy lord i ask that that same wisdom be released over this house let that wisdom be released over everyone here in the name of jesus everyone listening to me let that wisdom flow hallelujah that the enemy will not be able to succeed in their lives. Let them see him. That their strengths will not be turned into weakness. The Lord my God. That every strategy of the enemy be aborted even concerning them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you want to get born again. You raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody? Raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Now, those watching online as well, this involves you. Say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, I receive you 
into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Forgive me my sins. In the name of Jesus, I receive you by faith. I put my trust in you for my salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. Everyone that has prayed this prayer, I pray your kingdom manifest in them. Let your kingdom come. Let the realities of the new creation, oh Father, be activated in their lives. Hallelujah. Cause them to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.